ride my bike with no handlebars. No handlebars. Sign up for the weekly no bike rides every Tuesday around College Park. Don't have a bike? No Just rent it from the campus bike shop. No Spending time outdoors has no great benefits. It raises your vitamin D levels, it improves concentration and focus, helps you recover from injury and stress, and it may even mean more smiles throughout the day. To get more information, log on to crs.umd slash Maryland Adventure Program. Hashtag stay active, I can tell you about Lee Ferrickson. I know all the words to De Colores, and I'm proud to be an American. Hello, hello. You are listening to WMUC FM College Park, where college radio is good radio. I'm Nathan. This is Alphabet Soup. On this show, we have a new topic every week, a new theme. Um, this week, I am joined by a guest, Kellen. Say hello. Hello. Uh, and the theme this week, Kellen, would you like to introduce it? The theme is cults. Cults. I, I'm i excited for this. Indeed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so normally how I do this is like I like a person I want to be on the show will just be talking and then like we'll hit on a topic that it feels like we could do an hour on and then we do an hour on it. And that's kind of this followed that trend. Right, let's do it. Yeah, so you're you're really into cults. I wouldn't say into them; they're just interesting to learn about. You're okay. Really I'm into not cults. In a cult. Really into cults is, uh, yeah, probably you probably don't want to self-label yourself that way, <laughs> but you're interested in cults. We can go with that. Sure. <laughs> you might okay. So you might not know this, but you don't know this, but. I in the in the professional fraternity that we are in, my superlative this year, most likely to start a cult. That's very appropriate. And I don't know anything about it. Are you sure? Do you do you agree with that? Well, I guess we'll see after today. We'll see. We'll that's, see. That's the, that's the arc of the show. We'll see how you would fit into a cult and how a cult would suit you, and which kind of cult would suit you. Yeah, I have some ideas. Oh. I've been, I've been like, I've been learning about cults today. I had a metro ride and I was doing some Googling. And so I think, I think I have some ideas. I don't think, you know, most likely to start a cult is totally off base. But um, it's not like, you know, it's not a perfect fit. It's not, it's not a Cinderella, you know, yes, cult time. How could you tweak it to be a Cinderella fit? Um... So you're asking me to give myself a superlative? Is that the question? One related to cults. <laughs> One related to cults? Okay. Actually, I think I would be most likely to be a cult leader's right-hand man. Very specific. I like it. Yeah. I don't think I'm the one who's having the ideas, but I think I'm the one um, being obsessed with the ideas and uh, you know spreading the good word. Hmm. So... Uh... True faithful servant. True faithful servant. Yeah, that's right. Hold the faith. Yeah. Um. So, so you're you're tentatively interested in cults. Sure. What um what about them? Um, the psychology that goes into them and how they come about, the type of people who want to start cults, stuff like that. Hmm. Do you think it's like always the same story or yes, pretty much? And what's the story? 
that's a hard question. What's like but... a what's like a what's the the template for like a a uh, I don't know. You do it. You it seems like you've you've watched a lot of like or listened to a lot of like true crime, culty things. What's like what's the arc of that? So there's generally one cult leader who yeah. has a vision. Uh, they're very manipulative and uh, they're egomaniacs. Yeah. Um, like Jim Jones, Marshall Applewhite, Shoko Asahara. They really have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, cults also generally like rip off of mainstream religions. Like Om Shinrikyo was kind of centered around both Buddhism and slightly Christianity. Heaven's Gate, I think, was also based around Christianity. As was Jonestown, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, that that makes sense. What I what I was thinking is like I watched I th- I only have one real like cult thing that I watched and I watched the first episode of that like wild wild country. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's um it's like Bhagwan Rajneesh, he's this uh he's this like Buddhist guy from India and then they like they get in trouble with the Indian government and so they move to the US. Hmm. And um so what like the arc of that one to me was like this this cult rocks like the whole (laughs) first episode was like this cult is so fun everyone wants to be in this cult it's making everyone's lives better and they're not hurting anyone and then like slowly little by little you're like oh wait this cult sucks they generally start out (laughs) quote unquote fun but then go downhill pretty fast they're trying to they're trying to show you like oh you could you you would be in this cult too yeah, like um, shed your societal chains and come join us and have this whole new framework for existence. But then it just kind of collapses from there because there's generally one person in charge and, you know, they kind of lose it. Yeah. And, Are, um, do you usually get like hooked in by that um, beginning part where they're like, this cult rocks? I think so, yeah. It seems like, um, I think... For Jonestown, a lot of the people who survived, well, there weren't a lot, but a few of the people who survived, claimed that, like, in the beginning, it was, like, all fun and games, and then after a while, they started, like, beating people, and, well, then obviously the flavor aid, and, yeah, yeah the, the death. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you you were like, yeah, the fun and games, that part was great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. While it lasted. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, what, you just go out, in the woods or the middle of nowhere, like Waco, start a compound, have your own little society. Compounds sound fun. Exactly. At first. Just living with a lot of people. It's like having no rules, like little tiny. No parents. Just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the kids hanging out. Yeah. Well, it also ends up being weird stuff with kids and cults generally. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. The parents should be around. They really should. Or they just sh- shouldn't get their kids into that in the first place. Yeah. Um, it seems like the modern day cults that I've heard about are just like, yeah, we're really religious. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think for the Branch Davidians in Waco, David Crush, if that was, I think that's his name. He like claimed to be like the second coming of Jesus or the next Messiah. So it was also very just in, ingrained in traditional religions. Yeah. Yeah, Christianity has had a lot of them. Has I feel like it has. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just I maybe I'm just speaking like from vibes from the <laughs> uh 
art from the article I read on the train today. Um, so I, I said I was the, uh, I said I would be like the, the right hand man. Do you see yourself being a leader or just like a Joe Schmo? Hmm. It's hard to think of myself in that context. Yeah. Because I definitely view it from like an outsider perspective and being interested in how it all plays together, which I feel like someone in a cult wouldn't think about. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see myself as a cult leader. Yeah. Just coming up with crazy ideas. Yeah. I think that would be fun until all the bad stuff starts happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. That does sound fun. Just be like the leader of it all. Just like you have to wear your clothes things inside be, out or you're going be to different. hell. Yeah. <laughs> that would be your cult's thing. Some, just something stupid like that. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking like, what if my cult was like, the thing was like, we yell a lot. <laughs> that sounds really uh, not disturbing. What is it? Just disturbing the peace, but. Well, the whole thing is like, I was thinking of like, you know, they all have like a pull, which is like, um, they have like some like I know like Scientology's thing was like we do therapy <laughs> and then like people love therapy so much that they're like I guess I'm in this religion now. Have you heard about that at all? I'm actually not that familiar with Scientology. I know a lot of celebrities are allegedly in it, which is interesting. Yeah, so Scientology's like yeah, they they try to get the celebs. They offer the celebs a lot because the celebs promote them. Mm-hmm. But one of the main things was that is that like when it starts you're just doing therapy. There's a little thing where they hook you up to a lie detector and they do therapy and that's supposed to help with therapy. Um, and they take a lot of notes on all of your ailments. So they can blackmail so you? So that they can blackmail you. But but it's like in the beginning, it's like, oh, we're just going to therapy. And How people are, are like, this is the best. How do they even loop you in though with a lie detector it would seem obvious. And if you do like research on a therapist, which I'd hope you would, <laughs> you would probably find that out, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's not like they don't know that they're joining Scientology. They're just like, oh, Scientology's great. Oh. Scientology's so fun. Scientology's so, uh, you know, helpful for my life. I know there's also, like, the level system, which probably, like, gives a sense of, like, yeah. achievement. Then they start telling purpose. you about Xenu, the god, oh. <laughs> the the alien. The, there's, like, look it up. It's, like, it'll consume an afternoon where they they believe, like... There was this alien that came to um, that came to Earth three billion years ago and flew a spaceship into a volcano, and that's and the the people who died in the volcano eruptions, demons are haunting you. But they don't tell you that for a while. They for a while they're just like this is therapy. They need to like lead you up to that. Yeah. So and and like you know the other one that I read that I saw like Wild Wild Country. Their whole thing was like, we're just meditation stuff. And then they get into some like crazy sex rituals. Um, but like my point is, I feel like the religions need like a pull. They need like a thing that you do. Mm. And so I was thinking my thing would be uh, me and my boys yell together <laughs> and it feels good. I guess that could be a form of therapy even. So right. not even breaking too far from the script. Yeah. What I thought was interesting that you said was mentioning the aliens because that seems to be a common theme across a lot of cults. Yeah. Like Heaven's Gate, um, they all eventually like kill themselves, like mass suicide together because they were trying to catch a the Hale-Bopp comet that was flying past Earth. And they thought if they kill themselves at the right time, 
they could travel astrally in a UFO, project. astrally project, <laughs> and travel in a, a UFO or something behind the comet to heaven to be with their depart, departed leader. I think it was T. There's T and Doe, which is their two leaders. Hmm. One of them was Marshall Applewhite, and the other was this lady. Yeah. Easy names. Yeah. It, I, mean, I feel like catchy stuff is also important for cults. Yeah. Because it's all like... It's just mind. advertising. Exactly. It's just getting in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it simple. Yeah. And then um, I think Om Shinrikyo also started with just a bunch of nerds getting together and like pretending they were aliens. It's yeah. a little less focused on uh, aliens as compared to Heaven's Gate, especially later on. But mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. I think, um, like, it it's crazy that people are that suggestible. But I feel like I've met people. Like, it's all fun games calling me a cult leader. <laughs> but I feel like I have met people who will just like every argument they hear, they'll just like believe in it. Oh, absolutely. And just regurgitate it and adopt it as their own beliefs. Yeah. So, like, you really see it every day with stuff that's just less extreme than cult beliefs. Yeah. Or you could even think of it as cult beliefs, but just everyday cult beliefs. Do you do you make that connection normally when you hear, like, a crazy person? You're like, oh, this is just, like, that podcast that I listen to. Absolutely. Especially when people are parroting the same points and it doesn't seem like they've really given much thought into it, but they're just repeating what they've heard and what's generally accepted to be true. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's, I don't, yeah, I, I've, I, that, that's the connection that I made when I was like researching, when I was looking at cult stuff where it's like, oh yeah, people will like in Scientology, the, the one of the other crazy things is that, the guy who made Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, is he was a fiction writer. He was a science fiction writer. He made he was uh, famous for writing the most science fiction books ever. Yeah. And and then uh, he had this idea that religions weren't taxable in the U.S. And so he was like, I am just going to make a religion. He said that he admitted to it. Oh, because it was like a money making scheme. It was a money making right? scheme. Yeah. It still is. Is it? Who's in charge now? I'm assuming he's dead. Yeah, they have. He has like he has like descendant people who are yeah. like doing it. But, um, yeah, he was he wanted to just be not taxed, so he made a religion, and he admitted <laughs> this is a thing I'm making up, and people people still claim it's the truth. It's crazy. It's an it's another thing where it's like yeah, people you really can convince. It, you can convince someone of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you appeal to, like, their personal situation. Yeah. Which, I guess, the therapy... The therapy. ...is one way. The therapy is a good one. It's a good one. He really hit okay. on a... He really hit on a... <laughs> yeah, that was... that was That's probably the one, like... The the Scientology one were, was the one where I was like, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, how they are just, like... They're putting a math equation in someone's mind where they're like... I like this part of it and because I like this part of it, I'll put up with this other part of it mm-hmm. that uh, is not beneficial for me, but is beneficial to L. L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Like yeah. with Jim Jones, I remember he started off as a, not a pastor, but you know, one of those 
quote unquote pastors that goes up and does works mm-hmm. and he would um do stuff like for the communities so that people who went to like watch him or support him or whatever actually got physical benefits out of it like um like they were helped financially from him and stuff so mm-hmm. it's like a pyramid kind of um it just seemed more like a quid pro quo kind of thing than a regular church yeah so he definitely got followers that way okay yeah cool i think what i think i use quid pro quo correctly (laughs) yeah no that makes sense okay one like trading one thing for another yes that that's how i understand it um i think i'm gonna cut to a song do a couple of those um this is eat forever by herbert walker um and we'll get back to talking after that here it is
All right, welcome back. Once again, that was Eat Forever by Herbert Walker. Um, hey, Kellen. Hey, Nathan. So one thing I was thinking about that's kind of related to this is cult fan bases. Yep. Yeah. What about You them? can't just nod. <laughs> I, yeah, I realize <laughs> it's that. It's audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about cult fan bases? Um, are there cult fan bases that you're a part of? I would say no, since I'm assuming this will be recorded and there are people listening. Really? Yeah. What? Okay. Do you have dirt or something? I, I, what I was going to say is, like, I listen to bands that have cult followings. Wait, I thought you asked if I was part of... Uh, cult fan meant, like, bases. A fan base of a cult. Oh, no. No. They, like, oh. things have, like, <laughs> movies have cult followings. Oh, and bands see, have cult followings. And um, that's one of the things that makes me think like, oh, yeah, if there was a cult good enough, your boy would be in it. I see. You see? I see. <laughs> um, to answer your question, though, um, I've, I like the movie Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, and that's been described as a cult classic. So, Oh, yeah? I, I could see there being a cult following for that. You'd recommend it? I, I've I never seen it. it. It's pretty weird. It holds up? Uh, I mean, I watched it a lot growing up. It's weird. Like, weird intentionally? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Another one is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I would say I would be a cult fangirl for that. I haven't heard of either of these. Oh, the second one's really good. Are they just like... um? Are they is the sec the second one is not weird though, or is it, it weird? It is weird, probably less weird. Okay, but it seems like th we're coming upon a pattern. Yes, um, you did mention earlier I, it, that in the break we talked about it. Yes, that um, I do like David Lynch movies and his show Twin Peaks, which could be described as weird. Yeah, and a lot of like the listening to cult stuff is just being like these people are weird. Look at how weird they're. Look at how weird what they're doing is. Yeah, relatable. Yeah. Um, so, actual fan bases of cults, though. Actual fan bases of cults. That's a real thing. That is a real thing. What, um, is, what does well, that entail? I think it's most of the cult members are their own fan base. Right. That's what I was thinking. But they technically just are fan bases for the leader. Like, I can see someone being, like, obsessed with researching a cult and calling that you are a fan of the cult. I guess you could do that. I feel like you'd also have to be like behind like the, the mission of the cult though to be a fan of it. Yeah. Obsession is not a uh, fandom. Oh, so fun fact. Do you remember, I think it was a couple years ago that a uh, e-girl Belle Delphine was selling her bathwater to her fans? Yeah, of course. So uh, Shoko Asahara, the leader of Om Shinrikyo, would sell his bathwater to his cult members. Oh my god! Made, like a fortune. Way off be of it. way before Bell. Yep, she was really just stealing his uh, style there. Yeah, um, and the cult the cult followers would buy it, and then they'd what would they do with it? Oh, they would drink it. They drink it. Add it to their bathwater. I think they also sold it to people outside of the cult because Om Shinrikyo had a bit pretty big presence yeah you'd flip it <laughs> you'd yeah. flip the bathwater. yeah pretty much you'd uh, scalp the bathwater. you'd what 
like when you scalp tickets, you're you're buying oh, yeah. the, the first sale of it, and then you're you resell it for more. They probably did do that. I mean, you gotta you gotta hustle, whatever it takes. Yeah, get that cash, get Absolutely. that bag. Um, whether it's bathwater or not, just keep it moving. Yeah. That's what I always bath say. Bathwater, drugs, guns, you know, just cult stuff. Just cult stuff. Just the cult life. Did cult Hashtag did cult, cult people life. do um they did they did drugs that I mean the oh, ones that yeah. you know of? Yeah, so um Shinrikyo was like this big drug cartel. They um actually were in cahoots with the Yakuza. Oops. Oh. They were a cartel but also religious. Yeah, they they really had their bases covered. <laughs> yeah. And they would go around all day on acid, especially the leader. He was always always on acid. That was their big drug? I think so, yes. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. With all of the, um, you know, we're like outside of society. We're, we're crazy. Expanding your mind. Expanding your mind. That seems, that's, that's along the lines of the, uh, the, the Bhagwan Rajneesh, the Wild Wild Country documentary that oh, I yeah? listened to. Yeah. Where did that take place again? It, they moved from uh, India to right, Oregon. right. Of course, Oregon. Yeah, Waco, Oregon, or something. No, that's in Texas. Actually, it's between Dallas and Austin. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, the reason why I'm pretty sure it's Waco is because I was like, that's in Texas, but they were like Waco, Oregon. Oh, it was actually called Waco. Yeah, they should just check if a place is already named that before they name it. You know what I mean? Wasco. Wow. That's pretty close, though. It's pretty close. It's a little too close for comfort, actually. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe not. So, yeah, that I thought it was. Wasco County, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of land. And then the there were some... They, they were like... They didn't have building permits or something, so they tried to... Uh, they tried to uh, poison everyone in their district so that they couldn't vote for the uh candidate they tried to they tried to get someone in on like local politics mm-hmm. and their their strategy to get this person to win was to poison everyone else so that they couldn't vote or just food poisoning like e coli i just love how colts just go from zero to 100 <laughs> think outside the box because who else would come up with these kinds of solutions yeah and they they food poisoned like three salad bars and they were like all right we did it (laughs) (laughs) did it work Uh, a lot of people went to the hospital uh no it didn't work because Mm. not everyone is eating salad every day (laughs) that's news to me not everyone is eating from a salad bar (laughs) if they did it at umd with the, I wonder if they poisoned the UMD diner salad bars. Like, really, how many people would get it? Maybe one. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> I used to hit it up, but like, you know, probably once a week. I mean, what do they have? Iceberg lettuce and just. They have a romaine. Give them some credit. Oh, I don't remember very well. Yeah. Well, they're. They. I mean, it's not like the worst salad bar, but it's like you got. You got like junk food right next to it, and it's, bad. it's like, you know, you're not you're not getting a sizable portion of the population. Absolutely, not. it's not really making a dent in your voter base. What they should have done is poisoned the McDonald's. Yes, or a few of them, I guess. They had this 
they had this crazy McDonald's deal the other day where they like it was like the deal was like I think it was a I think it was legitimately a glitch. It was like two Big Macs, four burgers, uh, forty piece nugget, and like six fries, all for six dollars. Sounds like a American meal to me. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it was like way too much food for uh, six. Speak for yourself. Yes, but it was just like my my house went to McDonald's because they're like we can't make like miss this, and then like McDonald's was packed. It felt like the it they it seemed like the workers were gonna like cry. (laughs) It's terrible. Yeah, it seemed terrible. Um, But yeah, they should have poisoned McDonald's and had (laughs) and had a deal like that. Mm Hmm. You know, free election. Oh, and a deal. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Totally. That would that would have been a good one. Get get a new mayor of College Park. Is there a mayor of College Park? There is a mayor of College Park. My friend was he had this like grand idea to like run for mayor of College Park and get all of the Greek life people to show up. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um it like it probably is a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, what do you have to lose? Just money? Yeah, yeah, money. Um, time. Time. It would be cool if he got it, mm-hmm. but it would, like, he's a student. You know what I mean? And, like, the the College Park residents would hate that so much. Oh, yeah, like the non-UMD-affiliated people, for sure. Yeah, they really hate UMD <laughs> for some reason. Well, they hate like they hate like parties. I don't know. You know, like the noise, um, the noise ordinance where it's like, yeah, we can kick you off your house if you're too loud, or yeah, we they can hate fine you thousand dollars. Parties and mess for some reason. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but it's like it's like I don't know. It's it's like they they made like a really crazy law because uh, no, they knew no one from UMD would show up to vote for local politics oh yeah i think i did hear about that and i remember it was kind of crazy yeah what was it like after like 10 or something you can't yeah it's like if if you're it's like if the decibel is above some like normal talking amount it like i remember people being like yeah this is like releasing videos where they're like yeah this is 50 decibels or whatever and this is me talking at 50 decibels and i could get fined a thousand dollars for talking at this uh, volume after this uh, time of day. Yeah, it, it, I remember it being pretty crazy. It's still in effect, but anyway. Do they enforce it? I pr- not like super strictly, mm-hmm. but they can. People do get fined a lot of, sometimes. <laughs> That's messed up. That's so messed up. Let us party. Exactly. See, these are some of those uh, draconian cult rules going into effect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We need to poison McDonald's. We would literally poison <laughs> all of the college students and the none of the McDonald's. <laughs> and none of the. Uh, we would poison all of the college students and none of the like the faculty. Or... Yeah, or like the um, college park residents. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to get all the college park uh, students, go to Chick Fil A. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That too. It's too far for me from, so like I don't see it, but yeah, you're right. 
the stamp Chick-fil-A gets some uh, traffic for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 I, so my cult fan bases are really just like musicians where I like, you know, love Neutral Milk Hotel. Everyone loves them. That's not that cult, but it's like people it's like I'm I'm fans of a I'm a fan of like a couple of things where it's like people who like this really like it. And I tend to find that stuff like that are this is the stuff that I end up liking the most. Because it's so different from everything I've liked before, it like mm-hmm. is in its own league. I f- I f- even feel like Alex G is an artist like that. If I was in a cult fan base, it would be that one. <laughs> yeah, if Alex G was like, I- I'm a cult leader now, you'd be like, Yes, yeah, lay. Exactly. I mean, what do I have to lose? <laughs> what do you have to lose? <laughs> <laughs> Not everything, right? Not everything. It could it couldn't be everything. Just you know, my personal life, family. Who cares? Just move out to, uh, where did Jonestown go again? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's in the Guyana. It... Oh. Yeah, just random little place in South America. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that would be. I think like that's the point at which it becomes a cult, where they're like, "Don't talk to anyone outside mm-hmm. of the cult." It's basically like an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so maybe there's like a healthy cult. Well, that could just be a religion. A religion. That's what I've thought. That that's the difference between a cult and a religion is a religion is a, generally is, is less good. destructive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it fosters <laughs> personal That's an interesting way to think about it. Um, I think I'm going to go to another song. We did almost another 20 minutes. And we'll probably get one more song in. Uh, This is Rocks on the Ramp by Helvetia. Here it is.
And we're back. That was Rocks on the Ramp by Helvetia. Uh, hey, Kellen. Hello. So I've really exhausted my knowledge on cults and really what I have to say about cults. So <laughs> what, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been refreshing my memory on cults that I've listened to podcasts about. Yeah. Um, I think it would be interesting to talk about animals and cults. Animals and cults. I know nothing about that. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim Jones, leader of Jonestown, he started off his uh, career selling monkeys door to door. Oh my god! I think in Kentucky. So he got a, a little cult fan base that way at first. Yeah. Um, and he was pretty consistent. He got this uh, pet monkey, named it Mr. Muggs, and he stuck around all the way to the Jonestown compound in there's, Guyana. There's a lot of like famous musicians and actors who have pet monkeys. Seriously? Yeah. Well, Michael Jackson had one. Really? Yeah. Do you know what the name of the monkey was? I want to say... I want to say Bubbles, but I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if that's just a name that I like for monkeys. That's um, a pretty good name for a monkey. Uh, but I can type real fast, <laughs> and it, it is, is Bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's actually a chimpanzee. He's apparently. a chimpanzee. Is that not a monkey? That's a monkey. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I actually that is, like, why is that in my head? God. Because it's iconic. Look at them. Yeah. So, but it seems like a terrible pet. Oh, yeah. They probably fling, you know, what at you. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen Night at the Museum. I've seen Night at the Museum, <laughs> yeah. But I also think, like, it's just like having a, like, a kid who's, like, strong and, uh, is dumb, like, like, mean to monkeys? I don't know. I mean, no, they're you know, they're monkeys. Yeah, they're monkeys. So you see in that picture he's wearing a suit. Um, yeah. Mr. Muggs, I think, would also wear a suit. So Mr. Muggs is uh, Jim Jones. Yeah. You could Google him and see uh, some cool pictures probably. Yeah. I wish you could see. Okay, follow along at home <laughs> and Google Jim Jones monkey. And we're looking at the first picture. And it's Jim Jones with two monkeys. And uh, these monkeys look pretty uh crazy i would say these look like stuffed animals and like really scary stuffed animals <laughs> um yeah going door to door selling monkeys i wish people went door to door to sell stuff like that you know it, like the surprise factor alone yeah I, it would just be like i would think about it all day and i mean for some people it just probably just shock them into just buying them yeah, it's like I never considered buying a monkey. Now I am considering it. Apparently he was very persuasive. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so sad story. When um, Jonestown was coming to an end and they were... They killed the monkeys? They killed Mr. Muggs. No. Well, this guy, this guy looks like really terrifying. I'm actually pretty glad he's dead. The monkey or Jim Jones? The monkey. Jim Jones looks <laughs> looks fine. Unfortunately, that's yeah. how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm okay uh, with uh, what's his name, Mister What? Mugs. Mister Mugs dying. I'm I'm sorry if that upsets anyone, but 
Mr. Muggs, rest in peace. Kind of upsets me. Okay. Monkey. Yeah, I know. He like he's innocent. Um but still. You know, like Jonestown like was have you listened to the tapes? I'm sure you have. Oh yeah, they had some of those on the podcast I listened I, to. I just had a day one day where I listened to it like I don't think I got to the end, but I listened to it back to front was my intention. And it is really, really upsetting. Really? Oh, I haven't listened to too much of that. It's just like crazy to think that, oh yeah, this was recorded. You can just hear him going, oh, I don't know. That too. And that, um, I don't know if this was in the tapes, but there was that like scientist guy who came up with the concoction to cult people. And he had to get people to agree to be his test subjects. Yeah. Do you think it tasted good? Do you think you can... I guess I can't taste poison all the time. It probably tasted good, but burned at the same time, is my guess. Yeah. I think if I'm drinking poison, I want it to burn a little bit. So basically alcohol. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I, no, I, that is my uh, philosophy, I would say. I guess you want it to burn so you know it's there, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. So I know, like, this is poison. It should burn a little bit. It shouldn't taste good. That's fair. I just that's just like my view of the world and I think for it not to burn would um would, you know, hurt my world view. Mm. Sounds like you're really uh not reading into it, but uh what's the word phrase? Just I'm just generalizing thinking, it. Okay. A lot. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, I'm just I I I think I'm thinking too much. That's usually a safe assumption. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but a lot of celebrities had monkeys. Was, was animals like a, a common thing in cults? Um, because I didn't, I didn't run into that. From what I remember. And did, did the monkey have anything to do with Jonestown? You know what I mean? Like, was he like, was he part of it? Just the mascot, you know? He's just like, he's just like part of this Jim Jones persona who's crazy. Oh, yeah. He was very crazy. They had, like, a speaker system, and he would just ramble over it. Yeah. And the cult members sometimes, like, even though they were, like, his faithful followers, would just get tired of him and shut it off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you can only take so much. That's what my followers are like, you know? (laughs) They... They, you know, they listen to Alphabet Soup, but, you know, around minute 50, you know, it's getting a little, you know, I'm going on and on. They can't take it anymore. This guy doesn't know when to be quiet. Yeah, this guy doesn't know when to shut up. That's that's what they say. For sure. So, I don't know much about Manson, but what I do know is his cult started out by taking people out in the desert on ATVs. So see that's that's what I'm talking yeah, about where draw. you need where you need the draw you need like a fun thing it uh-huh. needs to be a little fun for you it does that just popped in yeah um yeah but then that obviously went downhill as well with the murders didn't they murder Sharon Tate that actress is that her name uh sounds right I just knew that they were like okay what I know about the Mansons is like they thought the apocalypse was coming. And to make the apocalypse happen, they had to murder people. So they'd murder people. That was also a very common cult theme. <laughs> um, Shinrikyo tried to bring on the apocalypse with the sarin gas attacks. Um, 
Well, Heaven's Gate just had their own apocalypse. Oh, they were trying to escape the apocalypse by getting on the Hale-Bopp by comet. By the comet, yeah. Um, yeah, Jonestown, also um, people like fled to Guyana because they thought the apocalypse was coming, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then they all like killed themselves. Well, got some got killed, some killed themselves. <laughs> yeah. Like to, I think, avoid it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't get I don't get the ones. I guess I'd have to look more into it, but I don't get the ones where like, yes, the apocalypse, let's go. Well, it's because the people who are drawn to cults are just so like tired of the world and the way things are, and they're generally social outcasts. Yeah. So I guess just the type of people who would want to bring an end to all of it. Yeah. I I guess so. Um yeah i i don't know I, they they're just like committing suicide and they're like it's not just like everyone has to do it it's not just me it's like i want i want it to happen to everyone oh, i don't know yeah. i yeah there are also probably a bunch who wanted to commit suicide from the start but didn't want to do it alone yeah yeah that's really sad yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so we're we're finishing up, I think. Um, how is the show for you? It's been fun. I've been enjoying talking about cults. Yeah. Are you gonna are you planning on like continuing to listen to more cult stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. I think Scientology is next on the list. Scientology's really good. It's like is really it? It's, it's really good. It's really great. It's really, it's just like such a beautiful story. There's so many like quirky parts of it. Um, yeah, that's the one I like the most. I love uh, blackmail and money making schemes. Yep. Because I fully understand every single character. Like every single character makes sense. It's like watching the Targaryens in Game of Thrones where you're like, these are great evil people. These are great. It's just like you can tell exactly what they want and how they're going to achieve it and why people buy into it and why like with the with the um with I just have two examples but with the with the Bhagwan Rajneesh when they're like meditating all the time and they're like we love meditating so much <laughs> I don't really get that you know I'm not I'm not big into like that sort of spirituality that doesn't make any sense to me but you know venting to a therapist that makes sense to me mm -hmm. also you just get like the uh, social confirmation to go along with it yeah that way and and like the greed of just like wanting to avoid taxes totally <laughs> get it <laughs> yeah it's like it's just so simple exactly and i don't like how like modern movies and stuff try to make these villains that you can empathize with because I think that weakens their character. So it's cool to have those villains that are just all around evil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think like, I think like it's good to have like a, like just to understand the motivations. Like I don't like, I don't like villains where they're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm evil. I'm going to kill everyone. Well, it's kind of interesting when they're just like straight up crazy, and that's straight up crazy. I don't, I don't like that. I like, really? I like them to have a reason for it. No, I like it when they're just straight up crazy and just hell bent on destruction. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking like Joker from Dark Knight is probably like that, from what I recall. Yeah, no, that's a good point. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was actually legitimately just thinking of the new Batman where one of my big gripes with it is that, I don't know, have you seen it? Uh, the one with Robert Pattinson? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, I won't spoil it. Thanks. Yep. I did see the um, more recent Joker movie with Woke, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, no, I like that one. That was actually good. Um, I think it actually managed to do the whole like empathetic Joker, which I usually wouldn't be into. Yeah. Well, you empathize. He was in a cult. Joaquin oh, Phoenix. Really? Scientology? No. It was some, I don't know. That's actually the, one of the things I'd run, I ran into today, like as a kid. He looks like somebody who would be in a cult. <laughs> Yeah, um, he does look like someone who'd be like a cult leader. Children um, of God, oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, they. Um, he grew up in a cult, and then his parents uh, left it. That must be an interesting environment to grow up in. Yeah, that's little Joaquin Phoenix. Like, just the things that are taught to you as truth when you're in a cult. Yeah, and he he like he like plays like crazy person a lot. I mm-hmm. feel like, and it's like, yeah, he was around a lot of crazy people. So he's really just impersonating people that he knew. Maybe, maybe he's like he's a yeah. He has some inspiration for it. Oh, another thing is, um, cult members tend to have crazy eyes. Like, look up Marshall Applewhite and just look at his eyes. You can tell that man has something wrong with That's him. That's a good point. That the people I've seen. Yeah, they have. They look crazy. They look like they're in a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a Japanese word for it when there's white showing above your eyes. See, right. he has that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good like Japanese words for things. I I heard one the other day. Uh, that was like, you're in in Japan. Like the meaning of life is to find your um like ingek or something i don't really remember but it was like you need to find a thing that like you're good at you uh helps the world and um is yeah there's like five things and it's like it was like yeah there should be a word for that interesting yeah i don't know i'll look into that um yeah yeah i think i think we're finishing up i think that's uh we're do you have any any uh ending thoughts on Colts? I just had a random interesting fact pop into my head. Yeah. Totally off base. Mm-hmm. Um so in Om Shinrikyo, they would gather their enemies, put them in steel drums and hook them up to industrial grade microwaves and incinerate them in the steel drums until their entire bodies were liquefied and just coating the inside of the steel drum. And that's nice. Yeah, that's just what popped into my head. Wow, that's yeah, that's ve- <laughs> that's very horror movie esque for them to just be like, oh my god, that liquefies you, yeah, to just be microwaved. Yeah, I, I mean, guess it would. Your listeners could try this at home with a you frog could try in a microwave home. or something. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't put that into the world. Um, all right, that that's our show. That's the that's the ending thought. Uh, here is fantasy or. I'm going to end on Do the 95 by Broken Social Scene, and I am actually going to stall a little bit so that I can uh, bring it up on YouTube. And this is me stalling.
and I'm doing it. And here is the song. <laughs> 